Yeah, uh-huh, listen up, yeah, I can see you're new to this, you ain't got no job, you ain't got no experience, you're entry level, you ain't got no qualifications, baby, you're entry level. Your entry level, baby. Your entry level. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, welcome to this week's episode of Entry Level. I'm Brooks Whelan, but I'm here with Nick Turner. You got me again. <laughs> I got him again. How are you, Nick? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm just a fan of the sport of baseball. <laughs> yeah, I come over here and Nick's watching baseball and I go, Are you betting? And what did you say? I said, I'm not betting, I'm winning. <laughs> Betting's over, man. That's for people who don't know the outcome. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, well, we got a great episode this week. Todd Barry's on um, because you guys as listeners have done a great job of tweeting at people you would like me to interview and then I respond to them and they say, sure. So if you want somebody on this podcast that hasn't been on it, tweet at them. Yo, this person, you should go on entry level and tag me. I'll respond. Come on. And then a lot of times that works out. That's how we got Todd Barry. You know who I want you to interview? Yes, go on. Steve Coogan. I, tweet at him. Give me a wow, line. I should just tweet. Start at the him. line up. If you start, is it hey, weird for me to tweet at him? Maybe a little. Maybe no. I want someone else to tweet at him, and I'll retweet it. I would love to interview Steve Coogan, but it's weird if I just reach out. If someone tweets at him, then I just respond. I'm like, hey, yeah, I would love to have you on. If you, you know, it'd be interesting. I um, love Steve Coogan. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, anyone you think would be great to have on Get Rich Nick, tweet at him. And tweet at me. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. And I was, what? Hey, what? Hey, oh, hey, hey, Ow, my a, knuckles. This is an entry level. This is an entry level. Also, if you want to um, support the podcast or whatever, or just hear me and Nick do more of the uh, just the longer versions of the intros uh the, the you can subscribe to the patreon where we do fun bonus episodes the patreon is just us doing longer intros for <laughs> shows that are not coming it really is but we have there's you know we are we replaced ellen that was a fun one yeah we're gonna do another oh, did one. you see that the uh the dj broke his silence wait what happened um well there's only one other person on the show and it's the dj <laughs> And he, he had not spoken about it. <laughs> so I saw an article where the DJ spoke. Okay. And uh, the DJ said, there's been love and there will always be love. Oh, good for him. Yeah. It didn't really it didn't say a lot. No, it didn't say a lot. It says... It's, the guy, it basically said to me, yes, I've seen her hitting people. <laughs> and no, I don't want to find a new job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I tweeted about it. And I said, um, "But I've swam in Ellen's pool." Yeah, everyone defending Ellen. No, there has not been a single not super uber famous person who Ellen is friends with that has been like, "She was great to me when I met her at the grocery store." Yeah, there's um, there's always some pools. Don't no matter who you are and who you know, <laughs> there's some pools. That you just can't swim in anymore. Nope. <laughs> We've of, all got them. A lot of pool access is being revoked. <laughs> Uh, we won't. Yeah, just you can't. Yep, people. You know, it's not, it's not good. It's not good for people like Nick and I who have a, fr a friend who is a pedophile, and now he can't swim at his pool anymore. Yeah, look, former friend. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, not, not funny. Good. But good news, Jason Science bought a house, and yes. we're gonna get to swim in Positive a pool. Positive news, Science has got a pool. We're swimming. Science pool. We're doing okay. I love it. All right. So okay. Um, I'm headed out on a long ass road trip. I've been talking about it for two months. I'm finally leaving tomorrow. I'm driving to Lake Tahoe. Evicted. (laughs) Been evicted. I live in, I live, um, just in my tent now. No, I'm headed to Lake Tahoe tomorrow. Then making my way east till I get to the Grand Tetons. Then going to go up to Montana, squirrel around for a little bit, then end up back on Lake on, um, I almost called it Lake Colorado on the Colorado River to do some backcountry kayaking. And then I'll be back August 28th. So, one question. Go on. What are you running from? I, I'm running from boredom. I, got, I, was, I, was saying, I don't have a lot going on here in LA right now. Why man. don't you take up gambling? <laughs> we could spend more time together. Okay, that's true. That's true. No, I just, it's fun. I like going out there. It's going to be great. I don't, I, it's just also, you, just you, me alone. Uh, just you and your thoughts. Yeah, I got books. Plus, I turn I turned thirty four August twenty first. So I like I like camping on my birthday. That's more fun than just sitting in mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like when how often do, do I literally have no, nothing going on? Hey, don't answer that question. <laughs> but but I can you know like I can still take meetings virtually. I can hang out in a fucking Starbucks parking lot. Let's and, be honest, your trip isn't going to be mostly meetings. But I'm saying if I if I am if pit- something happens, I'm pitching a t- I am pitching a TV show and I can like pull up outside Pitch of Starbucks. It to me right now. I'll tell you if you're going to be having any meetings. <laughs> hey, I had a meeting about it yesterday. They're getting set up, baby. Set up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I love the meetings. All right. <laughs> Nothing like a meeting. Oh, boy. Okay. Either way, I'm headed to Lake Tahoe tomorrow. And then, I don't know, all over the place. Pick a a freaking tell me a place to go visit in Wyoming, Montana. And I'd love to know about it. Um, If you guys know a good rock to stare at for five minutes... You tell him. Oh, dude, can I tell you about the Channel Islands I went to? Oh, yes. Okay. so I'm surprised this hasn't come up so yet. So Gabrielle and I went for her birthday and camped on Anacapa Island, um, which was yeah, the only Anacapa. island that two days out had campsites available. Red wow. flag. <laughs> should've, should've, I saw this island on your story. Should have guessed. And it looks like um, it looked like quite a hike. Um, yeah, okay. It is a rocky outcropping, no trees, no shrubs, just a m- 1.8 billion seagulls. Not even cool <laughs> birds. It's where seagulls go. <laughs> and, and the whole point of going to Anacapa is it's a kayaking island because the cliffs are uh, like, you know, hundreds of feet high you have to take you have to like take like these weird stairs to even get up it and that's the only place in and out so we were going to kayak then the day before the guy's like you can't kayak guess what i saw people doing the whole fucking time i was marooned on this island goddamn kayaking below me can't you kayak he said the swell was too high. He was a liar. I, I was, it was so frustrating to see people having fun down there kayaking while I am like, you know. Did you go try to make friends and get in their kayak? You're 400 feet above them. You, can I come down and get in your kayak? You, you, it's a long way to go to be like, oh, hey. Yeah, you can't get, it's a long way to fall. These are sheer we, cliffs. We saw you coming towards us for the last 45 minutes, yes. sir. So we are on this island. There's nothing to do but like, well, it's only like a mile long. Uh, and you're, it's 
Gabs and I referred to it as purgatory. I was like, I don't wow. hate this, but this is not enjoyable. I think this is what purgatory is. There's just literally nothing to do but walk in, look at this view, and then this view. This and l- luckily, you had to buy like $1,000 worth of new equipment I, to be able to hike there. I did. I had to really drop a bunch at REI to uh, portage all this stuff because there's nothing, there's nothing there. There's no water. There's nothing. And then... Um, well, it sounds awful. Yes. The birds are very, very loud, and we thought maybe... Uh, and there's millions of them. Uh, maybe these birds sleep at night. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's when they started raping. Oh. It was so loud. Hey, according to bird code, we don't rape during the day. Yeah, no, they got louder at night. It was so insane. I like woke up. I almost like started like just recording it on my phone because I couldn't sleep so I could have that like Timothy Treadwell tape from Grizzly Man of like Sempards got so close and loud like they were like trying to get into our tent no one should ever hear this I like yeah I was like in the tent just like looking at nothing uh, and it was it was awful it was awful (laughs) uh and at least, but at least I had Gabs with me. Now I'm headed out, but now I'm staying on the continental United States, not going on an island to maroon myself. So I'll be able to, you know, pop around if I'm if I'm bored, you know, uh, get to, get on some service or something like that. Awful. It was an, it was awful. It was terrible. Of all of the camping trips you've taken during Quar, mm-hmm. is this one the worst? This is the worst camping trip I've taken in my entire life. What was the best? The best was Canyonlands in Utah, which is what is uh, Eastern Utah. It was great. It was right in the middle of quarantine. I loved it. Canyonlands is m- m- one of my favorite national parks. I'm going to head to Glacier National Park uh, this trip, which is another favorite. But um, they were all great. They were all equally. They were all fun. This was a active. I remember looking because we you get we got dropped off at 9:30 in the morning, then we got picked up at 3:45 the next day. I remember looking at my phone to see what time it was, hoping it was 6 p.m. So we could almost go to bed and it was noon. We'd been there like three hours. It was so long. We were up there way too long. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Uh, and everyone that there's only like 14 people on the island and everyone like agreed that it sucked, but didn't want to like rain on anyone's parade. You know, so they're all like, hey, how's it? Wait, so there were other people. There's uh, like 14 other people on the there side. perched with you. Yeah. Other gargoyles. Mm, yes. Yeah. But they were, you know, spread out. Bird um, victims. Other bird victims. Yeah. And also, I'll tell Did you. It looked like anyone was having fun. They're mm-hmm. like, they listen to the birds just smiling. Not one person, I think. Like, we were all on the boat ride back. Just Did they heads have kayaks? Down. No. Well, people brought kayaks on from, like, th- their own kayaks on rich people boats. Uh-huh. But the people who got dropped off on a uh-huh. charter. Who are decided we're going to sleep on the island they instead couldn't. of our boat? I see. They we did not have the kayaks. Okay. Um. So Anna Kappa. So be I rich. called it. I called it Anna No Kayaka. Anna No Kampa. Anna No Kampa. <laughs> but the other Channel Islands sound like a delight. You just need to schedule those further out. Um. So that's my long-winded expl- uh, um, review of Anna Kappa wow, Island. That's awful. Don't it, go there. It was terrible. Day trip. You get a cool pick. Go check out my Instagram. You got I got a great pic. Looks nice. Not nice. No, I'm against day trips. Okay, you are against day trips. <laughs> you don't like sleeping in your bed? No, I say no trips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, guys, let's get to this week's listener mail. If you've got any stories um, uh, about bad jobs, 
Email entrylevel with brooksmillion at gmail.com. I am desperately trying to crack into this goddamn carny world. I want to get into this carny world. And we finally got a carny, like slightly carny email from Eric. Like it's carny light. He worked at a carnival while it was passing through. Yeah, carny. Carney life, uh, you don't talk about Carney life. This, <laughs> there's no tighter circle Wait, in the world. You know what else we haven't talked about is I've been trying to wrestle Logan Paul for a goddamn day. It's been my whole day yesterday was trying to get this fucking kid to wrestle it's me. It's like being in love with Angelina Jolie. Like It's all well and good, but she doesn't know about it. <laughs> This guy who I don't know much about, he just like tweeted $10,000 to any influencer, quote unquote, who can beat me in a wrestling match. Um, I'm good at wrestling. Yeah. He's, I looked into it, fine. He got, he's, he's okay. Like he wrestled in high school. That's, we're the same yeah. level of fine at wrestling. This, so like, he's one of the three Pauls that don't deserve how much money they have. Right. So I'm like, here's what, honestly, honestly, it started as a, this would be fun if this guy actually yeah. is good at wrestling. I bet he has access to a good wrestling facility mm-hmm. and it would, oh, he probably trains at Foxcatcher. I mean, yeah, I want to go check out. But I was, I honestly, I was just like, cool. This would be really fun and cool if this guy who I didn't know anything about really was just like, yeah, come on, let's wrestle. And I would get to go just wrestle on a wrestling mat versus in the grass or on carpet, which is how I've had to wrestle for the last 10 years in Los Angeles. And I was like, that'd be super fun. Just go wrestle with this guy. And I'm like, yo, let's, I'll light you up. Let's do it. Um, Then I didn't respond. Then I looked at it, realized he's a bad guy. Um, and then it turned into now I want to beat him at wrestling and now I'm just frustrated. And the sad part is he would yeah. wreck me. Yeah. Well, as I pointed out, he um, works out <laughs> and that's can't be in your favor. No, it can't be. He here's the other thing. And now who are you wrestling on the carpet. Carl. Just whoever you can find off Grinder. No, Carl. Carl and I always wrestle, and it just ends up with carpet burns. on. It's okay, just, it's weird because I hang out with you guys a lot, and I've never seen you wrestle. It's just weird that it's something you do when it's just the two of you. <laughs> yeah, what, what? I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But tweet at Logan Paul. I mean, he's not going to see it. I don't know why I'm telling you to do that. I just want to wrestle this fucking guy. And you know what happened is now I've just been like telling him that he sucks and he's a bitch on Twitter, uh, trying to antagonize him into allow into wrestling me. And here's what I, if he says, let's wrestle today, I'll go get my ass kicked. If he says, let's wrestle in a month, I'm going to go back to Iowa. My brother's team, uh, who's he, he's the assistant coach of back to back Iowa State High School Wrestling Champions. Um, I'm going to train with them for a month. Then I'm going to come back whoops and butt wow wow this uh, sounds like a lot of work <laughs> it sounds like i have nothing going on yeah, you really i don't understand how you can have so much nothing <laughs> what are you talking about no man i'm just busy all day long <laughs> all day long i've packed my day uh, yeah, we, we are, i came in here you're betting on baseball that's it's what me. i was doing at that time <laughs> I just want to wrestle this fucking kid. He's not that good at wrestling. He set out a fucking I can beat anybody at wrestling thing. He can't. He's not good. All, All right. right. Well, I hope this is the thing that drives you into madness. <laughs> it it it's slowly <laughs> like I was like I just sent out a thing. I was like, oh, it'd be fun to go wrestle this guy. And now I'm like, now I now I, it is eating at me. Whatever. I guess that's what this guy does. He just eats at people and Come he's on, Logan Paul, please just beat up my friend. <laughs> just let he's me- gonna lose his mind if you don't kick his <laughs> shit in. <laughs> All right. There we go. You got the clip. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. So, um, 
All right. Back to the Carney stuff. Yeah, okay? yeah I just great. had to get out that. Hey, Logan Paul, if you do accept this, he is a listener. He's a big listener. If you do finally uh, stop being scared and wrestle me, you would win, psycho. Yeah. You are in shape. Okay. Big fan of yours. Won't respond to tweets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not on Twitter a lot. <laughs> okay. Eric has a Carney uh, light story. This is from Eric. Eric, thank you for sending in each entry level Brooks at gmail.com. Um, in high school, I took a summer job with a seasonal store. The day I started, I was put in the back of a big box truck with a load of patio furniture. And this also Turner, a lot of holes in this story and driven to a local carnival where I was told that I was basically just going to make sure that no one stole the furniture and to just hand out sale flyers. I asked what I should do if someone wants to buy a patio set and the guy scoffed and said that no one would want to buy any at the carnival. No, not at the carnival. No, no, no. (laughs) But he told me the prices anyways and said only take cash. The most expensive item you can sell at a carnival is an elephant ear. (laughs) What's an elephant ear? Uh, you know, one of those fried dough pastry things. Okay. Sounds, sounds, uh, Richmond, Virginia. What what do you call them? Funnel cake? Funnel cake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what we got. Well, we we got there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Eric continues. Friday went well at the carnival as could be expected for a 16 year old with zero sales experience or patio furniture knowledge. But on Saturday, a huge rainstorm came through and I was the most popular guy at the carnival because I had a massive tent and lots of seats and someone bought a set. But this is this this is why I read this. This is a funny story. But the carnival had hired an Abraham Lincoln impersonator, and he wouldn't break character unless he wanted to talk about his musical career. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting pretty because he got that big hat on. He yeah, doesn't mind the rain. Yeah, and he goes in which he would whistle and play a song. What are you talking about? <laughs> Did he have a career as um uh like did he play as Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. He was Abraham Lincoln, but then it wasn't his musical career was as a hillbilly. He played the saw. Oh my and god! Uh, and then it goes on. He was a Presbyterian minister who who had painted a Winnebago to look like a log cabin. So that's what that was his job. It doesn't sound like he was a minister. It sounded like he drove around in a painted log cabin and pretended to be Abraham Lincoln, unless you wanted to hear about his saw music. I just don't understand how you turn that into money. <laughs> Especially when you'll talk to anybody about your fucking band. <laughs> He ended up giving me a CD. When I brought it home and told my mom about him, we both laughed at him. Well, don't laugh at this man. Um, that, this is how Tom Petty started. That's how Tom. He used to be an Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. That I do forget it, the first hour of the four-hour documentary "Running Down a Dream" mm-hmm. is about how he was an Abraham yeah. Lincoln impersonator. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, very long documentary. Fired everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so he continues, which also, if you are the Abraham Lincoln impersonator who plays the saw, I'd love to hear from you. Entry level with Brooks Whelan at gmail.com. Uh, Eric continues, after the carnival closed on Sunday, a different person came in the box truck to pick me up and the fur- um, and told me the other guy got fired and they didn't even know who I was. Um, so another guy came and goes, I don't know you. I just got to get the stuff. We had a guy here. This is very confusing. Wait, what? He's saying he sat there for like three days guarding the furniture from yeah. Carney's. Selling. 
guarding. Okay. <laughs> um, and then when a guy came to pick him up, he goes, whoa, we had a guy here? It was a new guy. He didn't know Eric was even working there. Okay. Yeah. No, I told you there's some holes. He goes, uh, so that Why was fun. Why would no one be working there? How are you going to turn that into sales? I don't know. This doesn't sound like a sound business plan. Okay. This sounds actually like a weird fucking part of the country. It sounds actually like your dad's selling fireworks. <laughs> Hey man, my dad made money selling fireworks. <laughs> he made money. Uh, so guys, I mean that's a we're, we're getting closer to the carnival oh stories, which God. is what I'm begging you for. Email gmail.com with your carnival stories. Um, tell Logan Paul to wrestle me. Somebody somebody tweeted that like Logan Paul would beat the sh- would beat you up in a fight. I was like yes, but not in a wrestling match. I'm not doing punches. Um, Look, Kim Kardashian didn't want to have sex with Ray J, but she knew it would get her further along in her career. <laughs> this is the same thing. Nobody wants to be fighting Jake Paul, but uh, oh, Brooks I, needs a help. I, I do want to wrestle him, though. Here's what's here's what I've learned. Like, there's other people who wrestled that were like good at wrestling in high school. I, uh-huh. I'd love to go wrestle. It's fun. But the thing is, I want to wrestle on a nice wrestling mat. I don't want to wrestle on fucking carpet or the grass. That sucks. Yeah. He's the only rich kid who has a wrestling mat. That's uh-huh. how, that it just I'm bored. I'm going to Lake Tahoe. I'm gonna. There's a clown hotel in Tonopah, Nevada. I'm gonna go look at. That's where I, that's where my head is right now. Um, so wow. enjoy this week's episode with Todd Barry. Todd Barry, real piece of work. He's a great guy. I love him. I, um, he he's, he's very fun. It's a great episode, and um, I'm gonna be doing I don't know probably some solo intros along the road. Who knows? Uh, but I'm gonna keep these coming out every Monday. And join the Patreon if you would like to hear more fun stuff. Hey, uh, you know, uh, before it goes, uh, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, I did uh, Todd's podcast. I've done Todd's podcast. Yes, but did yours air? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I did his podcast. And afterwards, he's like, we didn't get it. Hey, as a person who's done that to Nora Kirkpatrick, the uh, literally busiest friend I have, I get it. It happens. Yeah, but when I did yours, I didn't go into a studio in Midtown and have (laughs) people professionally record it. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, this one will air. Okay. So this is basically like you're on Todd's podcast because you did the intro for Todd. All right. Todd, have me back, you coward. All right, so in this intro, I've called out Logan Paul, and Nick has called out Todd Barry. Um, enjoy this <laughs> episode. Uh, you guys fucking rule. Uh, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't know why this has turned into just me. Maybe I'm, I know I'm never going to come back, and this is the last one. I'm just like, hey, I'm going to get eaten by a bear probably. No, I won't. I, I know how to I clap when I walk through the woods. Enjoy. Hey, this- that, not all bears want you to clap. <laughs> Some don't? No, no, no. Sometimes you can't clap. Why not? Uh, there's there's no way to tell the difference either. <laughs> but anyway, have fun out there. Have fun out there. Okie dokie. Yo, welcome to this week's episode of Entry Level. I'm here with Todd Barry. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm all right. I just got back camping from uh, with my girlfriend for her birthday. We stayed on an island, on Channel Islands. It was uh, awful. Why was it bad? It's a bird sanctuary. Uh, that great. Yes, but um, there's like eight million birds that I think rape each other all night. Oh. They just eat each They're all killing each other. It's not 
all friend. They're awful. So he didn't sleep at all. It was crazy. You need to go to like a hummingbird sanctuary. Yes, that'd be nice. If it was around. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm sitting here with my cat. I know you just got a cat. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Uh, so I got a I got a boy cat. He um, last night ripped down one um, the third the third and final drape. He got he got it down. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. How old is he? Uh, he's like three months old. So he's pretty he's pretty aggressive right now. He's in your face. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I got one. When I got her, she was like two or three months old. There. Yeah. Uh, at least they're talking to you. Sometimes they hide forever. Mine hid for a long time. Oh no, he uh, is like a dog. I, I'm like, we have a cat dog. Um, how's it, are you still in the same place? Are you still uh, on the Lower East Side of New York? Yeah, yeah. Let's nice. keep it at that. Yeah, yeah. No, let's actually go with the apartment number and uh, exact. No, I just remember we had a really uh, nice walk one time on and we walked down from the stand because I didn't live too far away from you. And that was the first time like we met and it was awesome. Like I like, yeah. hung out. Yeah. How's, how's New York been during all this trash? Um, well, people are, I think they're pretty good about the masks, but the outdoor dining thing is it's a little tight sometimes. Oh, yeah, it's wild. It's... Uh, yeah, people wear masks and then they all, um, you know, gather for a picnic and then, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. I've just been leaving a lot. Um, have, you, have you done any shows at all? Um, I did one show in a park in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. And it was pretty, I mean, they changed out the mic, they cleaned it, or they, who knows how effective that is. But the right. audience was like 100 yards away, so they were... Yeah, but that's the only set I've done. Yeah, we were. I was talking the other day with um, Nick Turner, who you know about. Like, what LA has had no outdoor shows, and New York has. And then I think we came up with the reason is New York only has like the summer. You guys have to have fun in the summer. Yeah, like we have like all year. It's like yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. You guys are like it's gonna get cold in two months. We gotta fucking do some shows outside while we can. Maybe we like doing stand up better here than you do. Um, that also crossed our minds. <laughs> Did it really? I yeah, was, we're like, I was half joking. But. No, but we were like, do they just like stand up more? And then we're like, and then we lied to ourselves and said, no, it's because it's summer and you guys need to be outside. It's like, uh, is the industry going to show up to the outdoor shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, I, this, I, can we get this on tape? This, I, this is my Letterman tape. Um, but, um, this, but this podcast isn't about how we're doing during the week and all that stuff. This is about... Todd Berry growing up, which I don't know much about you growing up. Todd, where, where are you actually from? I was born in the Bronx, which a lot of people are shocked at. I don't, shouldn't say a lot of people. Most people don't give a shit, but. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed the Bronx. I don't, I would have guessed, I would have guessed like the North, like, like New England. Oh, no. Born in the Bronx till I was five, moved upstate till I was eight. Mm -hmm. Father's company, uh, the entire company transferred down to South Florida. Whoa, so you when grew I up. Eight, I moved to South Florida when I was eight, stayed there until I was like 22, 23. That is the most surprising, wait, time out. That is by far the most surprising thing. You, oh, yeah, no. I, yeah, I did not think of Todd Berry as a Southern Florida dude. <clears throat> well, it wasn't, you know, South Florida. Have you been? Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, a, a bunch of times. I, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's hardly, I mean, it's not really, it doesn't feel very, you don't hear a lot of Southern accents there. Anymore. Right, exactly. But. What town? I lived in Broward County and like Coral Springs and mm -hmm. 
where Marilyn Manson lived, uh, incidentally. Yeah, I've heard like Broward County, I feel like has been on the news uh, like a lot. Well, like, what? Parkland, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. yes. I was like, uh, yep, okay, that and adds I lived, up. I lived in also a city called Tamarack, and then I lived in Gainesville for college. Oh, you went to University of Florida? I did, yeah. Dude. That's wor uh, single-handedly worst experience of stand-up in my entire life. I did Gator Growl. You did Gator See, I've been, that's funny because I've been trying to get Gator Growl. <clears throat> and they keep turning me down. It's like, I, it's an alumni event with comedians. Dude. And I'm an alumni who's a comedian. It was, I, don't, I think they might not have comedians after my year. I got booed off. <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Was like 80,000 people, right? Yeah, well, they like moved it. So it was front of, in front of 20,000 people and they sandwiched, they had me uh, MC the event and that was fun, but then they wanted me to do a half hour set in between the band Foster the People and Ludacris. Wait, who, between who? This band Foster the People who have that song okay. Pumped Up Kicks, right? And then Ludacris, the rapper, they wanted me to do 30 and it went terrible. How could that, I mean, how could that not go terrible? No, it's exactly how I felt. But then like, I like made fun of it on Twitter and then they were like, then they got mad at me. They have that, the newspaper, like the Gator or whatever. Uh, and they just like trashed me on it. <laughs> so I was like, and then I went back to Gainesville and did the place, the high dive. Do you know about that? Like punk spot? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. So I went back thinking like, I bet there were some people in the crowd who maybe enjoyed that set. And in the, the college newspaper, the week I went there, they're like, he's back. This guy who ruined homecoming. I'm like, oh, my God, Jesus, this town hates me. I'm sure the people who uh, go to the high dive probably are not big homecoming people. No, no, I read the review on, the, on stage, and it was really fun. But, okay, uh, enough about this. Well, where was your first job growing up in Southern Florida? Where did I worked you at a, um, I had, it was a pretty good first job. Oh shit, I thought I shut my mail off, sorry. No uh, worries. It was at a, a nearby uh, country club and the job was tennis court maintenance <clears throat> where you have to, um, you get a golf cart and it's got a brush behind it. Mm -hmm. and you just drag, I think they call it dragging the tennis courts. You just drive around and smooth out the clay on the tennis court. Oh, wow. I've and, never even been on a clay court. Yeah, and then they, so if I recall, I had to do it like from 6 a.m. to, I don't know, for a couple hours. Then I had to come back. But it was, if I recall, it paid three fifty an hour, which back then <laughs> was like good money. Like it was okay. above minimum wage. Yeah. But also, but it was also great because like, it was, I like, I always like jobs that were where I'm left alone, mm -hmm. clearly. Um, <laughs> it all adds up, you know, and yeah, then... Yeah. Uh, so then I, uh, but yeah, so I, I was like, oh man, I just get to go there, ride around on a golf cart. And, but then the weather got bad and I'm terrified of lightning. So I kind of had to leave. Yeah. And you're on like a hunk of metal. Um, yeah. How old are you? Are you like 15, 16? I was like 15 or yeah, like 15, I think. Are, are you bringing like a Walkman to jam to some tunes at all during this? Or? Might have been pre walkman <laughs> I don't think Walkman existed back then. So, so you were just like a 15-year-old who genuinely liked driving around on a golf cart, just kind of thinking to himself. Yeah, I mean, it's you get to ride a golf cart, which is fun. <laughs> That's true. Roam, which yeah. is fun. And you have this kind of easy job where you just... And it's sort of satisfying smoothing out the golf course and, or the uh, 
this tennis court. Yeah, I've never even heard of that as a job. You didn't, and you didn't have any other, like you were never tried to like move up to ball boy or anything? No, I was out of there too quickly. I, okay. I tend to leave jobs before there's any chance of raises or advancement. <laughs> okay, let's do it then. Okay, where do you head after? Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot of action hand ha happened at the tennis court. Just lighting one day, you said, lighting, no, thank you. Yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, I don't remember a lot of, you know, stories from there, but I do, uh, I do remember the boss lending me a quarter and he's like, baby back. I don't know why that's <laughs> and it's fair, you know, it, it was a long time ago and he need, you know, it's, I don't know the guy. So, but I, I, I don't know why that sticks in my head. Because it's, because it's like weird. Cause even as a child, you're like, it's a fucking quarter. You're an adult. Yeah, no, like, right. I would, I wouldn't ask you, I would give you a quarter. Yeah. It'd be like, like, let's say that's even um, $5 today. And it's not inflation is not that bad, but, if you gave a kid, if a kid was like, man, I don't have lunch, and you'd be like, here's $5, and you're his boss, you're like, just fucking take it. It's fine. It's just, you're fine. It's, right. I, I understand you're making uh, $5.15 an hour. Take the $5. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Um, Let's track him. This is a new podcast where we track that man down, and we want to know why he I, needed it. I almost felt bad bringing it up. It's like, chances he's probably not around, or is not gonna, it's not going to get back to him. No, he's a big <laughs> listener. I think the second place I worked was McDonald's. Really? Yeah. How'd you like that? Oh, it's the best. I, I'm still, still doing a few chips. <laughs> it was a fucking, it was, it was a nightmare. I just remember filling <laughs> out the application and it's just one of those jobs where you're like, all right, you're hired. Like it, it was like a 30 second interview. Mm -hmm. And it was really, you know, it sucked. And it was just a lot of ego. Like if you got time to lean, you got time to clean kind yep. of. And I remember, this is kind of funny. I remember I lasted three weeks there. Oh, but I okay. remember once I was making the apple pies and I found a way of doing two at once. I think I used something else. One of their other, I don't remember how, I figured out an easier way to make the hash browns or the apple pies. Okay. And they're like, yeah, you, you can't do it that way. And I was like, well, this makes worse. I wish I remembered the specific, but it was a thing where I think you could put two of them in one instead of one. But mm -hmm. And they were, they were like, hey, man, we do not like any upward mobility here. I mean, yeah, there is a reason that every McDonald's meal you have anywhere in the world tastes exactly the same. Right. Oh, so you just were there and, and you're just getting yelled at and you're fucking getting yelled at. And I remember my dad, because <clears throat> they would do a thing where like you would show up and it was not <clears throat> sorry about my throat. man. No worries, man. They would do that thing where. You show up and they're like, oh, we don't need you today. And they'd keep you waiting and then not pay you. What? <laughs> and my dad was very pissed off about that. Yes. No, that is really frustrating. My, uh, my girlfriend works in the service industry and like she'll like, you know, drive to work, literally not be busy. Then they send her home. I'm like, that's a, that's, this sucks. This is. I mean, I, I think it's illegal probably. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like I get, I get, I'm like uh, your dad, but she's like, it's okay. I'm like, it's not okay. That's bullshit. You wasted the yeah. whole day. Um, then they would do that at McDonald's, which is why I guess they would do it when I worked at Papa John's, but I was so excited because I didn't want to be there anyway. Right. I'd be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'll take off. I, uh, so I did you wait, time out. When you quit McDonald's, did you just kind of no show anymore. You're just like, Hey, this isn't really for me. I don't think I put in like two weeks notice or anything. <laughs> This is not for me. I don't remember how I quit because I knew I <clears throat> quitting things is not something I'm 
although with jobs it, it was I was pretty good at it but I always I it's not like what it's I guess it's like a breakup where it doesn't happen the day it's supposed to happen right what here's a here's a fun thing what a guy who works one week then puts in his two weeks he's like um yeah, look I feel like it, I used to do a bit about that but I don't remember it oh okay but uh and then we, I worked for some reason I don't know if these are in order but there was a restaurant chain called Wuv's, W-U-V. Okay. It was a burger place. And for some reasons, I was like, yeah, I want to dip my toes back into the fast food world. And so I did that, and that was another three weeks. <laughs> I think it was just like, oh, well, it's not McDonald's, it's different. It's you not get- McDonald's, it's Wuv's. Yeah, and it was- Everybody loves Wuv's. I remember the guy getting really mad at me because I think I just left the place a mess. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to have to be here all night. It was a guy who drove a Corvette. <clears throat> right. And, uh, and managed a was. Right. So that was that. I worked at Albertsons as a bag boy. Wait, can you, can you explain what the difference between what I've literally never heard of was, what is was, what was their thing? Like McDonald's. It was, is a, big a, it was a burger place. I, if I recall, it was a fresh burger, more like a Wendy's type situation. Okay. But there's not a lot I remember about was. Understandable. I don't know anything about was. Um, and then you move all the way up to Albertsons. Do you enjoy Albertsons? it? For some reason, that's one of the only jobs I've been fired from. Oh, other yeah. Than, other than opening for Paul Mooney. That's <laughs> one of the only jobs. Yeah, University of Florida was the only place that fired me, Paul Mooney and Albertsons. Well, actually, that's not true at all. If you listen to this podcast, I've been fired by many things. Um, but, uh, okay, how'd you get fired from Albertsons? Well, Albertsons, if I recall... Um, they, uh, is my, is this fucking up your podcast? Cause this just hit me when I started talking to you. No, man, this is fine. Like you, I you have a frog in your throat. I don't give it a shit. Like this is right. a fun, it's, it's a goddamn pandemic and I get to interview Todd Berry. People yeah, are stoked. Right. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, it was, I just remember it was a job where we weren't allowed to take tips. Okay. And you could get fired. And I think they sent people in there and, so I don't think I took the tips, but I remember that I had to go away for some reason. And when I got back, they said, yeah, you're not on the schedule anymore. So it wasn't like you suck, you're fired. It was like you left. I don't remember the details. But I, here's, what's, here's what the weirdest part of that story is to me. They would like, you know how they have like secret shoppers who you're supposed to upsell? Like when I worked at movie theater, they'd send uh-huh. people in and if you didn't ask, hey, do you want a large, you would get in trouble. They would send people in to try to give you a dollar to get you in trouble? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever, I mean, I, I don't think I, we had to say, I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to take tips. And pe- some people would be mad. They would just fucking take a tip. Right. That's insane. Take a tip. This is, look, man, I know how much you're making. But it is pretty amazing to think about it, that someone would pack your bags and walk them out to your car for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I forgot that you, they would walk them out and put them in your truck trunk. Yeah, I mean, did you did you enjoy it? Did you have, did you have like like the small talk at all, or was just like I hate this? I probably hated it, but I I think I don't think I hated it as much as um, Wubs, Wubs or McDonald's. <laughs> but I worked in a movie theater too. Now we're going out of order. Okay, okay. How did you like the movie theater? That was kind of funny because. 
I did everything. Like at some point they even let me be a projection. Oh, wow, dude. I never even got, yeah, I got to do everything. An hour, like projection is supposed to get good money. Right. They just paid me, they kind of taught me the basics of how to start a film, thread it up. This is when, you know, way back. Right. But I did that. I did ushering. I did, um, I didn't work concession stand, but I did ushering and I did ticket taking, which was my favorite. Me too. I love, I would, I would, uh, I would get a Foxtrot from the bookstore next door and I would just read comics and rip tickets. It was fucking awesome. I remember, did you ever, anyone try to bribe you ever? Uh, I, I would see people with snacks and I would just say, let me have some of them. Oh, see, I would bust people for sneaking into two films. Oh, really? I remember there was some, there was some, uh, I, I was walking, doing my scan of the theaters between shows and there was this four older people sitting there. And, uh, I said, you guys have to, you know, exit. We're starting another movie. And then, and this one of the guys was like, you know, sometimes you kind of got to look the other way. And I was like, oh, do I? <laughs> in this situation, why do I have to look? I can also throw you out. Yeah. <laughs> then the older woman in the, in the group said, why don't you go fuck yourself? Well, now you guys got to go. Hey, yeah, you, you can't steal. Like, I mean, look, man, if you're sneaking into two movies on my watch, I don't really give a shit. But if you give me sass, you got to go. But I do remember when I was ticket taking that I, um, there was some popular movie and this guy walked up, he goes, I give you 10 bucks, will you let me in? And I was like, and I got so much joy out of saying, I got a hundred dollars worth of joy out of saying no to him. Yeah. Why was it like $14 or what was it? Why? No, I mean, I think he wanted to just cut the line. There was a line and he might not get in. So he wanted, maybe he had tickets and wanted to cut. Oh, oh, okay. Where, where was this movie theater and how big was it? It sounds like it wasn't that big. In Coral Springs, Florida. And oh, um, okay. back then, this is how long ago it was, half, it sounds unbelievable, the right side of the theater was smoking. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a different, not a certain theater. Right, it's like, <laughs> it's that, that special smoke that did make it to the left side of the theater. Right. That's it's in- sort of, when you hear about that, it's like, how was that ever allowed? <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Um, I, but did you like, my favorite job of all time, I think, was working at the movie theater because I got to see every movie and I like movies, so it was yeah. fun. Did you like it? Yeah, I think we also had that thing where you could go to another theater and they would call up and they'd go, you know, this code of uh, of uh, courtesy. We're like, yeah. Oh, I'm calling from the Lowe's on uh, 48th Street. Uh, we have an employee who wants to come see Amadeus. On, uh... Right. Oh, that's, that's, that's fun as hell, man. I remember, I just really enjoyed working at the movie theater. Do you have, do you remember like the big blockbuster when you worked there? Do you remember like the movie? I feel like it was one of the Star Wars movies. It might've been, when, it might've been Return of the Jedi, but it may, it was. That would have been like 83. Yeah, that's about, that's about right. Yeah, I mean, that's, you got to be there for one of the biggest movies of all time. That's cool. I got to be in a movie theater for a movie. I'm saying you worked there. I, I feel, dude, I feel a special connection to Harold and Kumar go to White Castle because I remember seeing it like the day it came out thinking it looked stupid and then like realizing how fucking funny it was for me, a high school kid. Uh, and then like telling everybody, I was like, you guys, I, I swear to God, you're gonna, and everyone loved it. And I was like, I feel a, a, a kinship, like I'm sure you feel to Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Um, 
How, okay, and then uh, can we? Well, you know, what? we'll finish with how you got fired with Paul Mooney because I that's a that's a stand up fun. But so so what? Else, how how long did you work at the movie theater? Um, that I don't know. That was maybe that was a little longer. That may have been six months, maybe maybe. Yeah. I don't know. A movie theater sound is a more fun job. It sounds like something Todd Barry can put up with a little bit. I do remember it being the only place I well not. It was the first time I ever asked someone for a raise and he gave me 15 cents an hour more. Whoa, I, that's awesome. That, like, that honestly will do a lot to your uh, psyche to want to work harder. Yeah. Just like, really? Okay, amazing. Um, I think I have to pee, is that allowed? Yeah, yeah, I'll pause this and then, yeah, um, no, of course. We'll be smooth about it when I get back. Okay. Uh, we're back. So you, you get that big raise at the movie theater. You're king. You're you're king of the low cinema. Yeah. Um, you're flying high. Are you letting buds in for free? Are you letting like your friends? I'm pretty. Um, I don't know what the the policy was on that, but I I'm not a sneaky, steely person. Okay. Well, then you don't really fit in with the theme of this podcast, which is steal and sneak at all times from jobs you oh, really? hate. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just have stolen from every job I've ever had, and oh, really? I don't regret any of it because they've all been—they've uh, all wronged me, and it's never been my fault ever. Yeah, I mean, I—I I got revenge by just doing a bad job. <laughs> no, I was doing a bad job and stealing. Um, bad at my job, so that's how I paid them back. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What? Uh, so, what other high school jobs did you have? And then we'll—and then we'll get to Gainesville because I'm interested in Gainesville. I've interviewed a lot of people who went to Florida State, but never Florida. Right. Okay. Um, other jobs I had. Well, I used to, I worked at a Chinese restaurant. Dude, you had a lot of high school jobs. This yeah, is great. I think, I think I was 16 or 17 as a dishwasher. And uh, I think I busted. I was mainly a dishwasher and delivery. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, you got to do delivery? Was that fun? Yeah, I remember this woman who was very nice. I think I even remember her last name, but I don't want to say it out loud. But an old lady used to tip me five dimes. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I always, that was another thing where like when the, the delivery came in, it was not often, but when that came in, I was like, oh, I get to be on my own and go for a drive. Yeah. There's nothing more exciting than when you have like a entry level job and they let you run an errand and yeah. you just, you're like, I am on the clock. I'm being paid. This right. is fucking incredible. Uh Oh, looks like we need some gas. You're getting it. Ga it's so fun. Yeah, it, it was it was a nice. It didn't happen a lot. It was mainly washing dishes, which was seemed endless, and I hated it. But I worked with my friend Steve, who was like my high school best friend. Mm -hmm. Although I don't think he went to my high school, but um, the um, I remember one good story though. He uh, <laughs> he called me up. I wasn't working that day, and he was working, and he's like, and this was like a ch tiny Chinese restaurant in a strip mall in Tamarack, Florida, and uh, Western Broward County, and he's like. He's like, you're not going to believe we just walked into the restaurant. And I was like, who? He goes, Rip Taylor. Okay. <laughs> you know Rip Taylor, right? Yes, yeah. Rip Taylor. He was always at the, I mean, famous actor. There's like stories. He's got I'm some crazy stories. Rip Taylor. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But I do know, isn't Rip Taylor at the end of the Jackass movies? He's like flamboyant. And yeah, 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 yeah. He's very flamboyant. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that's Rip Taylor, exactly, right? Exactly, that's him, yeah. And he... He was in town opening for Sammy Davis Jr. because it was a theater a few miles away. Okay. But it was just like, and I just remember it said, I'll be there in a minute. 
I went there because it was like Western. You didn't see celebrities walking around. Like, no, I. Like, yeah, like, I. I had the alone. He was just he chowing down alone. Did you just? You, it was interesting. I didn't talk to him, but it was interesting because it was just like, oh man, that's this dude's opening for Sammy Davis Jr. and he's walking around going, where should I eat by myself today? Oh, you know, that's a comic now. I'm right. I feel like even at that level, you know, then he performed for whatever four thousand people that night. But exactly. I remember you and I had a we had a nice Houston uh, barbecue. Experience oh, yeah, we, the other we that. I went back to that bar recently. Last time I was in Houston. Oh, really? See, that's what's so fun about comedy festivals is we don't have to eat alone. Yeah. But that's funny because I end up at festivals often like going to get coffee and eating by myself. It's like, <laughs> I know 800 people in town and for some reason it's just not happening. But I guess uh, it all. Yeah, well, we had a nice time there. That that, but I understand the um, and I've and I've spoken about it before. Like small town celebrity showed up. I worked at a Papa John's, and he Papa John, uh, pre you know what we know about him, he stopped in the store to like check on the store, and I found out at school the next day from my buddies who worked there, and I was like fucking devastated they didn't call me because I would have rushed straight there to meet the guy. <laughs> um. Like, it's so fun to see celebrities and you, you just can't fathom in a small town that right. somebody would be interested in visiting. Right. Yeah, it was just, it was a pretty interesting moment to me, for me. And it's also Rip Taylor of all people. Like, One time, dude, I think it's Florida also. Yeah, a, a Rip Taylor-esque experience in Florida. I was flying to Tampa and also on my flight is a guy who looks just like Kenny G. I'm like, that guy looks just like Kenny G. Then when we land... He gets a set. He carried on his saxophone, which I understand. That's like the one thing he needs. So I'm like, that's fucking Kenny G. That guy, look, he's got his saxophone. He's walking down the aisle, and then, um, and then I was like, look, I, I, you know, I rarely ask celebrity, but it's gotta be if it's a fun celebrity like fucking Kenny G. Yeah. I'm asking for that photo, and I was like, uh, Mr. G, Mr. G, can I get a photo? And he was just like, make it quick. And I was oh, like, oh, no, Kenny, I wanted you to be a delight. Was he in first class? No, he was sitting back with us. It was great. I don't, I don't understand. What, I'm sure, I bet it was like a last second gig because that guy has got some money. I was on a flight. I've got, I mean, I know this is not the theme of this podcast. Right, no, but it's, it's fun. To, it doesn't matter. Go on. I, um, I have a lot of celebrities on flights experiences, but okay. one of them that made me I enjoyed once and reminds me a little bit was uh I could tell too actually. This guy gets on I'm sitting in coach flying down to Florida for Lauderdale. This guy gets on the plane, kind of sungla wrap around sunglasses, walks by me. And I'm like vanilla ice. Oh hell yeah. Sitting back in coach and then um it was one of, whenever I see a celebrity I'm pretty sure I always look on I go online to find like Oh, he was he did a show in New Jersey last night. But, Correct. But then it was not recently, this is a recent one. I uh, I was I was flying back from Des Moines and sitting in coach was Nick Nolte. What? what is he doing it? I like I like that comedy club in Des Moines and he happened I think it was Des Moines and he happened to be doing some reading of a library event and I saw a picture of the event. So that's the only reason I recognized him. Dude, like, I Speaking of Des Moines fun stories, I was doing the Des Moines Funny Bone not that long ago. They're like, you have to do morning TV. And I was like, that's fine. I'm from Iowa. It'll be fun. Um, 
And they were like, the guest host this week, I'm like, oh, who? And they're like, it was Lisa Lampanelli. I was like, this is oh, incredible. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was like, this is the opposite of normal morning TV. It's a, another comic who knows what it's like to do morning TV. Right. Yeah. yeah, she was there doing like um, some book reads. Speaking of my cat, my, he's, he's over here making a real ruckus right now. I'll show you. That's, uh, that's the dude. He's, he, oh, wow. That's yeah. three months old? He might be, he, he might be four months old. I don't know. He's, he's big. Who knows? He's big enough to rip, uh, you know, um, bolts out of walls. Uh, okay, so so you, where do you work when you go to the University of Florida? What do you study there? Um, well, I think I, I could tell you about some other jobs I had prior to that. Oh, yeah, please. I, um, I used to do a lot of temp jobs, and I remember getting a call. For, did you ever work for a temp agency? No, I I never did. I uh, I went I like had all, like every you know high school co uh, job you could, then tutored in college, and then got, did my college thing. I remember, yeah, because I I feel like it's it's not something people do like when I was a kid. But and I don't remember how old it was, but I remember once where well, I did one secret shopper where I had to go to a condominium, an apartment complex, and pretend I was renting an apartment. Really. I signed it under the name, I think, Jack Costello. I just. <laughs> and how old were you? See, that's the thing. Like, there's so many memories are blurred. I, I was somewhere in either my teens or maybe if it was in college, before right. college, maybe. So what it, What does that entail? You just start, you had to go make sure that the guy's like following all the. Yeah, just like, I don't remember. Was like, was he nice to you? And I, did I tell you about the gym and shit like that? And, yeah. But I felt weird because it was like a nut not a sneaky kind of person right and also you're wasting this guy's time i'm undercover but uh, i remember once a temp agent called me up and she's like hey todd i have a job it sounds pretty interesting and it's um basically you spray this poison on um these products and you wear like a protective suit i was like no way and she's like yeah i didn't i didn't think you'd want <laughs> i'm giving it a shot it sounds terrible hey todd we got we have these uh, snakes that need to get caught. I don't want to do it. Okay, just throwing it out. Just seeing if you want. That might be a good thing. Uh, wow, yeah, that is very weird. It, so you're a secret shopper. You're not a you're not a hazmat suit poison right. guy. I didn't work in college. I worked. I ended up doing two semesters at a different college because I wanted to stay down in South Florida because I was in a band. What? I didn't know you were in a band. Yeah. What type of music? Leonard Skinner? No, I was, uh, <laughs> we were kind of garagey, jangly, R.E.M.E. kind of stuff. Sure. What was the name of the band? We were called The Chant, but we were down, I was down in, I went to two semesters at Florida Atlantic University. I think while I was down there, that's in Boca. I worked at, uh, I worked at a seafood restaurant for nine months. That's a okay. waiter in South Florida. Did, did you dig it? I hated it also. I was just... <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I mean, because it, it was, it's, you know, I don't like to make stereotypes, but it was, it's older people and that an early bird special. Yeah. So they're not the friendliest. Right. They're looking to they're save some money. They yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to save money. And that, people who try to save money don't leave great tips. I was going to say, they're not exactly high rollers. Yes, exactly. Uh, I have a quick question about your band and being from Florida and living in Gainesville. Did you like Tom Petty growing up? Was he like a god or were yeah, you like... Tom. Yeah, I did like Tom Petty. Yeah. Okay. And he was, um, 
his father was like around town. People it was very people were very aware that he was living there. Yeah. The one thing I wish I yelled to the University of Florida crowd as they were booing me <clears throat> wasn't even Tom Petty sucks. I wish I just yelled, Tom Petty's just okay. They I couldn't. Like, those kids probably don't like Tom Petty. But I'm just saying, even in my head, I love Tom Petty so much. The meanest thing I could say about Gainesville is that Tom Petty's just okay. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably a little subtle, but I like that. No, I was just like, yeah, I, I couldn't even bring myself to be like, fuck Tom Petty. Did you do the full half hour? Oh, no, dude. The girl came out, no light. She just came out and told me, you can stop now. On like. <laughs> That's pretty merciful, actually. It was, dude. And the, the worst part wasn't, uh, it's, this isn't what the podcast is about. The worst part is, is like, I was, went to my hotel, I stayed. And then in the mornings before Ubers or Lyfts, I took the cab to the airport. I realized, and I don't mind saying how much I got paid. I got paid $10,000 to be booed off, um, which is so stupid. And I, I, love, I love saying that much because I hate the University of Florida. But I realized when I got to the airport, I left my check in the hotel. Oh, man. And I do not want to call them to have them reissue this check because I am very embarrassed. And so I had to like scream. I barely made my flight. Dude, it was, it was like the biggest, you know, my stomach was in my chest. It was awful. That's the thing with those big money gigs is like, you, even if they're bad, you want to make sure you do everything contractually. So if she came over and said, you're done. Then right. Otherwise they could have been like, he only did 25 minutes. No, I, and that's just it. I will, you have to, Whatever you can do, yes, you got to do. But uh, yeah, you're, even if like you eat a sandwich for an hour, that's fine. Get out of there. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. So did you like Gainesville? I, I found like, I, I found, like, yeah. yeah, I found minus, honestly, minus that show. It was fucking like a weird, cool town. Yeah, it's, I like college towns. And it was also like a, you know, transitional period for me. Emotionally. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And but, uh, but, so I'm sorry, you go back, and, and I'm bad at interviewing, but you go back, you're working at the seafood restaurant, you don't love it, you got some early bird specials. Yeah. Any, um, any, did you ever, anybody ever stiff you and like try to run out on the bill? Yeah, people would stiff me, um, and there was a lot of, you know, you get these weird tips for like $4.28 or something, and you're like, oh, someone, how did they come up with that? But yeah, maybe what? they just took a calculator out. But there was one guy who was kind of funny. He was a trucker who pulled his rig into this mall parking lot. And he was, I think he asked for me. I used to have the annoying customers ask for me. Maybe because they, <laughs> like, this guy's grouchier than I am. And he'd come in and it was, um, the thing at this restaurant was they used to have these biscuits that they would pass out like the minute you sat down. Okay. And people loved them. And they were basically regular biscuit mix but you add, they added a bunch of sugar. So it's like if you went to a restaurant, they started handing out cookies. Right, it's like, like yeah. yeah. It's like the Cheddar Bay Biscuit at Red Lobster. I mean, you sit down, you want that biscuit. Yeah, and then they, so this guy was, was like, he would come in by himself and be like, can I get another roll? And I gave it to him. And like five minutes, like, can I get another roll? There you go. And then he left me a dollar, like every time. But, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was. I'm surprised I lasted that long, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So during all this time, are you you're in this band? So you're into performing. What 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 you, position did you play in the band? What position? I was, I was right field. Okay. <laughs> Look, man, that's how much into music. That's how much I know about being in a band. Uh, I played drums. 
Okay, cool. You, yeah, you got a good drum vibe, you know? Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I always feel like drummers, bass is slightly quiet, you know? You got, you got the annoying front man, and you got yeah. the cool guitar guy. Yeah. Uh, but did, did that, did playing in that band, like, get you, like, were you always funny? Like, what transitioned you over into, like, hey, maybe I should start telling jokes? Oh, gosh. Um, that was start. I did, Florida was the first place I did that. Yeah. That was, I think, right after college, after I got my degree. Oh, I got a degree in English, by the way. That's my degree. Okay. Um, but the, the most, like, I guess I should go to college degree you can get. It was kind of like, oh, I know what I don't want to major in. <laughs> My dad majored in English, and I was like, well, that seems like a, something. I'd rather, you know, I wasn't super bookish, but I, you know. Right. So definitely wasn't into accounting. Well, I didn't understand, um, and people, I think it's just in general, people don't really explain what things are. I don't know where semicolons go. And like yeah. colons versus semi, I still don't know. So I was like, I can't do English. So I'll do science because I don't have to do commas in science. That's literally why I picked my degrees. Cause I, I didn't understand English doesn't have any, like they don't really care about your semicolons like they do growing up in college. All right. Where did you go? I went to Iowa. In so we're- Iowa City? Yep, yep. Very- I've done, I've done good shows there. Dude, incredible city. I'm sure very Gainesville-esque yeah, yeah. in the terms of a, a really liberal, cool, um, spot plus the shows in iowa city you're not doing any eighteen thousand gig things opening for the foo fighters you're probably doing cool shows at the mill like i'm i'm sure you had a great show yeah, i did iowa the city. mill twice and i did a, a little theater with a bunch of musicians once. yeah the england i'm sure yeah, Dude. I did the, yeah yes i and any comedian that rolled through i would you know and here's what i learned which is also like great advice to listeners if a comedian if you're going to college and a comedian is rolling through your town go ask them if they want you to open up like, Hey, do I say I do comedy? I would love, I would always just go meet the comedian, whoever was performing say, Hey, I do comedy. Do you want me to open? They of course know I'm going to bomb and give them some buffer. I, they said yes. Every time it was awesome. Oh really? See, I'd never want someone's going to bomb ahead of me. Well, I just, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't think I was going to bomb, but I was just like, I, I, I always like having a college kid open for me that goes to that college. I'm just right. like, yeah, man, go yeah. out there. I don't I colleges where like they'll, they'll have their local comedy scene and it's like this small college town and like, Oh, these guys are actually pretty good. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, go. It, it does not, it's not, no comedian is going to, unless they're a giant mega star and they're doing an arena going to be upset if they're doing your college town and you're like, Hey, can I do some time? Yeah. Um, okay. But so your first gig was that was in Florida. Well, where was it at? What, what brought I you to go do that? Gig? That was, um, it was a place called coconuts comedy club in North Miami Beach. Dude, that's like a famous comedy place, right? Yeah, there, for a while there was like, back in the comedy boom of the mid, late 80s, I think they had seven, like you could go down there and work for nearly two months just working coconuts in Florida. So they'd be touring comics who were living the life of a comic. No one's right. heard of them. They're making okay money, but they're also living the dream. So yeah, I just signed up for an open mic night there. It was one of those things where you could kind of sign up on Saturday and you'll go on the next day kind of thing. Okay. So I just tried it and I was like, oh, shit. And I didn't, I don't know. I felt weird after. 
but. really were you, did you have your uh like you know you have a style of comedy you're in a very chill uh you know like did you have that style of comedy then or did, were you I, different i mean what i remember was that i was very prepared okay like i wrote out the whole set yeah like like the words and and the yeah, even in there word, yep yeah. no bullet point thing no. yep and i didn't look at notes and it was also during, like I said, this comedy boom where they had, they used to have the open mics during the regular show. Like the comic would be there Tuesday through Sunday and maybe on Tuesday they would have the first five acts were open micers and then the middle, then the headliner. Oh, dude. And this audience was pumped. They were like a real audience. This was when you could just go, comedian is in town and 150 people show up. Wow. It's not like they knew these guys' credits necessarily. but Right. So the first time on stage, I actually killed. That's incredible. Yeah, so, but. Don't, how annoying, I'm sure that this annoys you because it annoys me when you show up at a club and they're like, we're not gonna have a host or a feature. We're just gonna have six local guys do, oh, yeah. do eight minutes before you do an hour. I'm like, what the fuck? How is that get the crowd ready for anything that's gonna happen? I often, I mean, I'm, I'm real, I'm always anxious to get on stage, so I don't. I want to. I want like 15 minutes of opening acts. Yeah. Then yeah. I just want enough where I could see if the audience is focused, and then. But, but yeah, sometimes you go to a town and they're like, "Well, part of the deal is six of us open for you." And you're like, "All right, well, <laughs> it's kind of nice, also, because it gives them a little thrill." But. For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so you do that show; it goes great. What do you mean you felt weird? Like you felt like maybe I should do this or you're like, what yeah, was it that? Was kind of like a thing where like I was, I don't know what if, if it was like an epiphany or just someone, the, the world saying, this is what you're going to be doing. Cause yeah, I, it was I, the, I did the, it as a goof. I didn't do it like, I'm gonna okay. Okay. It was the opposite of McDonald's is what you're saying. Well, yeah. And a lot of things are the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you did that, and then did you just start doing that more and chasing that? Yeah, I mean, I think I went on the next night. There was three clubs you could go on. There was the Comedy Corner in West Palm Beach. There was the Comic Strip. One of the first comedy cl clubs in the country was in Fort Lauderdale. The comic Strip, same people have the New York Club. I think I don't know which one was first. So that you could go like Monday and then Tuesday. It's like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and I would do it, and I would tape my cassette, you know, my tape on a cassette and listen to it on the way home, which is yeah. unfathomable now that I would do something like, last thing I want to fucking hear is my own set. <laughs> no, but it's, it is like, yeah, I, yeah, I did the, the same thing. I had a, a, you know, setting up a full fucking camcorder and yeah. watching it like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just exciting that you would get to get on stage. When did you end up leaving uh, Florida? Like, what was the, like, hey, let's, let's scoot? Oh, I, while we were living down in Florida, we took a trip, a family trip, back to New York a couple of times, and I hung out in Manhattan or whatever. And I was just like, one of the few things where I, was, where I wasn't indecisive, I was just like, oh, this is where I want to live. Okay. So then when I went to UF, my roommate at the time also wanted to move to New York, so we just moved up. Oh, that's great. Where did you initially move to? The Upper East Side. Oh, that's that's not that fun, but maybe it was fun then. Well, I mean, you come to New York, there's no, 
it's like you could put me in what I would call the most boring neighborhood in the world now. Right. But if you've never been here before, if you've only been there limited, you're like, I've been living in New York, man. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. I just, I lived in the most affordable place in Manhattan, which was like Avenue D. And that was like fun and crazy. So I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, so you moved to New York and then was the idea to pursue comedy there? Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I felt like. I wasn't completely committed out loud, mm -hmm. to doing it, but my actions were committed to doing it. And who did you like really look up? Did you have any comics? Like, did you like comedy growing up or was it just like- I love comedy. I mean, that's kind of why I tried it because I used to be a real like, I mean, I knew about Letterman before he had any TV shows and just from seeing him on like the Merv Griffin show and these shows, Mike Douglas and then Car Johnny Carson. So I knew all these sort of younger comics. And That's cool. So you were like, you liked the end, like quote unquote, like you were like, I liked like the, the indie scene like in the 80s even. It wasn't like indie, but it was more like- For you. You know, like here's a young unknown comic kind of situation. Totally, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So you moved to New York. Then what do you do in New York for money? Well, then you start gigging. I just realized I left out a big chapter of my oh, life. Oh, okay. Sorry. Somewhere down in Florida, I started substitute teaching. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what the that's podcast is about. Out, yeah. <laughs> no, what is that like? That I did. I don't remember when I started. I guess I, well, I had to start after college because I needed a degree. So I, um, I think I, I don't know if it, because I think I did it while, oh, okay. I remember now. Yeah, I did it somewhere after graduating. You can just kind of, you didn't even need a teaching degree. Right, so what would you do? Would you just go in? Did any teachers ever want you to like actually teach or were they just like, yo, put on this movie? Well, oddly enough, in Florida, they were way more serious about it than they were because I did it in New York City when I moved here. Okay. In New York, in Florida, they would leave you lesson plans. They're like, we read chapter 11 today, go over chapter 12 with them today. So oh, if you wow. go in there with that, then they know, okay, well, there's this guy's a little bit prepared. But uh -huh. New York would be like, you're teaching physics today, and there's nothing, and you don't know anything about physics. <laughs> so you walk in, and it's like, all right. They just, they sense it immediately, and they're like, and then I would just be like, if your teacher didn't care, then I don't care. Have, have fun today. Because <laughs> what am I going to force you to teach something? Like, your teacher didn't even bother leaving anything for me. Oh, man. Oh, so dude. I did that, and... Uh, I, I, I got this, um, not to, I got a role uh, on this show, AP Bio, from, uh, from an improv about being a substitute teacher. Oh, really? Uh, because I was, I bragged, I was like, I've seen the first half of a lot of really great movies. And then the line was, oh, she broke up with you. And then I, on the, the audition, improv, what? But I was going to take her on the Titanic and propose. And um, they were like, yeah, you got, you get it. You get to do it because you wrote that. Cause it, and then uh, it just worked great. I don't know why, I just like, I've also played a substitute teacher, so I feel good about it, which I want to speak to you about the wrestler about when we get there. Okay. Um, I felt like I just bragged for no reason, sorry. That's all right, I mean, it was a little bit of a, it was a subtle brag, but. But know, I was just, it was just like, I just, you know, I might I take. I killed earlier. I just said, earlier I said I killed my first time, so we're even. <laughs> okay, okay, also I might've got that gig because my friend made the show and it might've had nothing to do <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah. That is how you got the show. Yeah, 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 I forgot. I forgot that uh, my friend who did this podcast uh, created it. Uh, I bet I saved his life once. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so I did that for a while, and then... Any, uh, any crazy shit happen while you substitute teach? you ever have to break up a fight? 
I I remember. I, well, I actually I wrote a uh, New York a New York Times essay once about it, an experience I had because well, that's when when I moved to New York, I started doing it also, and I would teach at the School for the Deaf was one of the places that I taught. Do you know sign language? I don't. That was the thing. <laughs> they, they used to call you up and they'd say, "You want to work here? Here's a job. They, here's a job." And they called me and they said, "We have the School for the Deaf," and I was and I said, "I don't." no sign language. I wanted to be up front. And they're like, it's fine. And I went there and I, um, it was actually one of, it was better than, it was one of the, as far as teaching in New York, it was the best situation. It was a small classes. Um, they were a little quieter. I mean, it's just the way it is. Sure. And there was a teacher's assistant in the room who kind of did most of the, the heavy lifting. Yeah. The sign language. But I remember once, this is what I wrote an essay about. I, um, I um, <clears throat> I I was, ran into one of the other teachers, and she she knew who I was going to teach that day. Like it was just the beginning of school, and she goes, "Oh, you got a you got a rough bunch today." <laughs> okay. And I just said, "Oh, you know." I go, "Why don't I give you five dollars and you watch them?" Completely joking. Right. And she laughed, and she knew I was joking. And then later, like the dean talked to me. She's like, uh, "I understand that you uh, offered some money to." Uh, I was like. She knew I was fucking joking around. Like, <laughs> you really think five five dollars and I'm going to leave the school and still get paid and, and take the check? And somehow you're going to watch two classes at the same time for five dollars. And it's just it made me so angry because like I should be allowed to joke around with another adult. But it also bothered me like because I asked the teacher, I "Go, why did you tell the dean?" And she's like, Ugh. "Yeah, that is annoying." Yeah, and uh, you know I. Ugh, dude, that was a maddening story. And uh, what, I what? The... go on? I'm, I, I, another a maddening thing that happened one time was when I was show, sold shoes. A girl, uh, one of the assistant managers, let the girl walk around the mall. And then the girl who walked around the mall told the real manager, she was like, "Brandon, let me walk around the mall." And the manager's like, "Well, now you're both in fucking trouble. What are you? Why would you tell me that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Who? What, you, everyone here is stupid." You were a shoe salesman, person? Uh, yeah, like a sporting goods, but I, I focused on the shoes. Yeah, I know. That's your thing. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm an ASICS guy. Um, uh, I taught at, uh, I remember once I, when I was in Gainesville, I did it. I did, I think I, when did I, I know I taught in Gainesville. I think that's, I don't remember where I did it first, but I, I stayed in Gainesville a while for I had a girlfriend who I was living with. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd stick around to really make that end badly. <laughs> it, it was only three years of torture so i thought let's uh, let's give it a little whirl not a little whirl yeah i stayed in new york like another year because of a girlfriend and uh yeah i was just like let's let's make sure we really hate each other <laughs> but they asked me once one of the jobs was um do you uh they said oh do you want to work at the i think it was the alachua county civic detention center Okay. It was a youth detention center, and it was just like, is it gonna be all right? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. And it was one of those things like, oh, I feel safer here than I do. I mean, there's guys with guns in here. Yeah. But but I remember their schedules like math, uh, recreation, uh, math, uh, English recreation. So it was like, a lot of recess. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, just keeping them busy. But I remember like one of the guys there who was 
I don't know what his job was, but he's like, oh, yeah, people come in, they're going to be like, oh, they're going to grab me in the pussy and shit. And like, like so. I remember him telling Snake something really inappropriate. <laughs> hey, he's trying to calm you down. He's just a crazy person. Uh, I didn't know you were a substitute teacher. So, so is that how you made money in New York while you were getting like more into comedy? Yeah, I, I did that. I did. Um, my father got me a job and it was a good office job. I don't know why I had to, I think I had to quit this for the road maybe. But it was a thing where it was a, I think it was a guy who used to buy ad sales for my father or some, or the other way, or my dad bought an ad in this guy's like graphic design magazine. Okay. So it was like, you know, it wasn't like he owed him a favor, but he was someone you could ask. And he gave me this job like working 12, it was like noon to five. And I just did sort of miscellaneous work, but sit Howard Stern, like the hours were perfect. They yes, I was gonna say that's that's literally perfect hours if you're doing stand-up in New York. And when I quit, I remember the guy gave me a hundred dollar bill. It's like, oh, okay, this is this is the way you do it. This is the nicest guy of all. This is the opposite of the once the quarterback. I kind of want this job again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's incredible. And so you were doing stand-up during that time in New York the whole time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I did stand-up in New York and. In Florida, I did stand up in Florida for about a year. Then I moved up, which is. You know, and then, who all were you buddies with, like when you moved up there and were kind of you know getting getting good? Um, God, I mean, I don't remember who I was. I mean, I met Sarah pretty early on, Sarah Silverman. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a guy who died recently, Vic Henley. He actually, I worked with him in Florida, and he helped me get on stage in New York. Um. But I mean, uh, the people who were in the scene were like, you know, John Stewart, and I didn't right. necessarily know the Ray Romano, and and uh, there was a bunch of people who I don't think do it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so I just stuck it out until I broke through on some level. That right. What What was like the first time that you were like, because you you know you saw probably Sarah go to SNL pretty quick, and then John becomes you know Mister um, like he was like an MTV like jock guy right yeah like what was your first like hey this is this this seems pretty rad like this might work i feel good about this um, well i remember it's funny i i had a moment where i was on stage at catch like which catch a rising star which was a great club they didn't put me on a lot right but i remember i see seinfeld walk in and i mm -hmm. think this is pre this might be before the tv show if not it was right in the beginning of the tv but he, he's he still perfect. he's still seinfeld Right, he was famous before that TV show. Oh, yeah. And I remember him in the back, and I saw him kind of like laughing. And he, I get off stage and he kind of makes a beeline towards me. I'm like, oh, God, I did one of his jokes. And then he just sort of had a tag. I don't remember what it was about. But he, he kind of gave me advice on one of the jokes. And I was yes. Like, oh, yeah, I'm in. That's incredible. That yeah, is incredible. A friend of his, Mario Joyner, about that. Oh, that's a good sign, right? He's like, yeah, that's a good sign. Like, but he was laughing because he knew that, even though it was nice, it wasn't mean. Like, you're, hey, your world has changed. Yeah, you're not on, you're not on the road opening for Jerry anymore. Gabs, you you been on for work? Yeah. Okay. Uh, bye. I love you. Um, my girlfriend is is taking off for work. Um, okay. But uh, that's. I mean, that's. That's all you need is like somebody really nice to say like, hey, that was cool. Yeah, it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I remember when, when I first moved to Los Angeles, um, uh, Louis, um, 
Oh, shit. I can't think of what his last... Uh, Louis Anderson. I, I was doing an open mic at the comedy store, and I walked him. I watched him leave Daring halfway through my set. And I go, cool, I just walked Louis Anderson. And I heard him go, Bah! And like, that made him laugh. And somehow yeah. I felt good about the set, even though he left, because I made him laugh there. I don't know. But that was like a moment where I was like, hey, maybe I'm kind of funny at this. I made that guy laugh when he was doing, when he hurt my feelings. It's kind of fun, Megan. Like I, I did that with um, Ken Jong. I went on after him. And I had met him like one time after, uh, in, I think in Montreal, and I just started ripping into him over the whole doctor thing. Okay. I mean, playfully ripping into him. Right, yeah. I heard him in the back just howling. He was just loving it. And I was like, oh, okay. That's great. This is, this is a fun thing to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's really fun. Uh, so that happens. What was your first like TV credit? Um, I think there were, I swear that I don't remember because there was a thing, the show called Spotlight Cafe. Okay. It was on like Channel 9 that was filmed in Soho and it was kind of notorious because pretty much everyone had a rough set on there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was just this kind of thing. All right, now it's your turn to bomb. Oh, how did you do? I bombed. Okay, I'm going to, all right, I'm about to bomb. Oh yeah, I bombed. And then, I mean, I think I did okay. I found a few moments where I did well, but Right. It was another show that it was in Canada. And I don't know if I did that first. I, I wish I could figure it out. But it was kind of funny. It was a show where they you did 20 minutes. It was near Buffalo in Canada. You did 20 minutes. So it was hosted by this sort of slick game show type host guy. And they said, uh, I said, oh, do you, can you curse? They're like, oh, yeah, you can say whatever you want. We'll just beep it out. And that was before I knew that that doesn't sound good to have your stuff beeped out. <laughs> So what they didn't only beep it out, but they first of all they sweetened the laughter with like a Kevin Hart audience. So okay. Like it was like a hundred, two hundred people there, but this mass you hear this mismatched laughter, and also the sound they used to uh, to beep you. They didn't just drop the sound out. It was like a boy. What? So be like so so I'm boy in this person. Oh. This roaring crowd. That's incredible. Dude, the opposite, the first time I did, it was Comedy Central Online, and after the set, they were like, this is the first time we did it at Caroline's, we forgot to mic the crowd. So, so it was like the, the first time I could ever, like, you know, show my parents, like, hey, look, I'm doing okay. And it's just, just, just talking to silence. Oh, man. I wish they pumped in boy, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, should have, Yeah. Oh, man, but it was just online. It's okay. Uh, that's cool. And then, I mean, so you were just doing TV gigs pretty regularly by then, right? Uh, I think the first one I did was either 93 or 94. I did I did Letterman. Yeah. Whoa, how was that? Dude, because, I mean, like, I never got to do that, you know. That, that's, you know, that was the... I remember whether I did Conan or Letterman first. I think I did... I think I did Conan first. Right, and he's the best. Yeah, he's great. And then I did Letterman a few times. Yeah, how many times did you do Letterman? Well, since you asked, eight. Yeah, exactly. There's also a video of me. Did you ever see the video of me? Look at my pinned tweet. Okay. I was on viewer mail on the Letterman show. He called me up on the air when I was 18. What? Okay, I'll put a link to that in this episode description. Okay. He, he called you up? All right, what, you, what was that? Basically, they had this thing called viewer mail. I remember that. And this is when you would actually write a letter and put a stamp on it, that kind of thing. 
And I used to watch a show, and I, and I just wrote this, and I go, what could I do to get on this show? And I just wrote him this wise-assy, funny wise-assy thing where, like, hey, I do a real good Paul Schaefer impression. You should either, A, fly me to New York, pay for everything, I'll do it on your show, or B, call me. Okay. And he's like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to choose option B. And then they called me. I mean, it was set. They told me he was going to call me. Right. Um, but then I talked to him, and I was kind of I was kind of on fire. I was a wise ass. I, Damn. I um, when did you – did you ever tell him that? I tried to – I didn't make a big effort to tell him. When, I don't know why I did, but um, – He's also not, like, super talky off air. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of moments where, you know – he doesn't come backstage. And say right. Hi to you. He doesn't do any. He doesn't say goodbye to you. You kind of what you see is what you get. If he walks over to you, shakes your hand, he'll say "great job" or something. But, yeah, that's that's incredible. Okay, yeah, there'll be a link in this episode description. That's nuts. Okay, so you did that eight times. You were Todd Barry. I what, uh, what I mean, dude. When we walked back um, from the stand, I was like on cloud nine. Like I, one of my favorite comics. He's just oh, very cool. So, but I don't I don't care about any of the success. But I do the one thing I want to hear about is working on the fucking wrestler, man. I love that movie. What was that like? That dude, uh, what's his name on Androsky or whatever? Aronofsky. Darren, Ar Darren Aronofsky, right? Yeah. Dude, that guy makes cool shit. How did you get the wrestler and what was that like? And then we'll, then we'll leave. I sort of knew him from comedy shows and we would kind of email each other once in a while. And then um, I was in a restaurant eating alone and I walked by him, and he seemed like he's having a meeting. I just kind of waved, left him alone. Then he walked, He walked. oh, and he said to me, he goes, oh, I might have something for you. <laughs> okay. And I was like, a, a movie? He's like, and then he made this gesture of, like, sweeping up, like he's going to give me a janitor job or something. Right. So then I, uh, I've told the story a million times, but I don't think the people have listened to everything I've said. So right. Every interview. So then I... Uh, I, uh, I I was like, God, I kind of want to write to him the next day and go, what was that about? Then I was like, no, play it cool, man. He said he has something for you. He'll find you. He'll get to you. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I think like I waited a week or two. And I was like, hey, man, I was just wondering about that movie thing. Yeah. And then he sent me the script to The Wrestler. He goes, do you want to do Wayne in The Wrestler? And I said, yeah, I want to do it. And then some reason he didn't get that or he, the message didn't come through and he goes do you want to do this i go yeah i really i do want to do this <clears throat> and then i heard from my agents at the time or my managers that uh oh you actually have to still audition for the i guess the producer right so i went in there and it was darren and this producer his producer and i read the scene once then i read it halfway through the second time he stopped me he goes i'll see you on set Oh, it's in, that's like the dream. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unheard of. Yes, that 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 is a thing. That's a dream because it doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, that's just, and then and it was, yeah. the movie he made right before that was like I forget what movie. Do you remember what movie he made right before that? Because I remember it was like one of my favorite movies. I'll Requiem type it. The dream or or Noah or it was, no, it was it, before Requiem after. Uh, I'm there. I'm typing them in right now. Uh, what was it? Um, what was Mickey Rourke like? He was pretty, uh, you know, he was kind of intense. There wasn't like a lot of like, I should chat him up. Like, it was kind of like, I'm going to leave him alone. 
He's, he's pretty. <laughs> 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 okay. Nice to me. Like he was like, he was perfectly fine, but there was no sense of like, he wasn't like, so Todd, tell me about your stand-up, right? That was none of that. It wasn't no, of course. Yeah. That, that yeah. adds up. And I was thinking of Requiem for a Dream. Um, cause I, cause I just like, you know, you know, when you worlds collide in weird ways, cause I didn't know you. And it's just like, I'm watching this guy who's this art house movie about this wrestler and it's Mickey Rourke. And then I'm like, what the fuck is Todd Barry doing? And like, I, it like blew my mind in the theater, you know? Cause I'm like, that's like one of my favorite comedians. And now he's in this, I'm now, I, I, it was just like really cool. And then I remember he made Black Swan after that. And that's when I was like, this guy's a fucking genius. He's yeah. the coolest, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got to go to like, I went to the Venice Film Festival and I went to Toronto Film Festival. I mean, Dude, I, I went on my own dime, but they let me. You get to go, it's still fun. I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. The, and uh, I, I'm gonna sound totally stupid. The Venice one, Italy, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Not, not Venice, California, which is a very nice area, but. Right, both of them sound fun. I've been to yeah, both. That's true, I wouldn't have gone to either of those. Yes, exactly. That's awesome, Todd. Well, the, I mean, that's cool shit. Where was it? So when was the moment you think, you think it was like, I, cause I always try to end on like, kind of like a, a moment where you're like, this is going to work out. Do you think it might've been where Jerry Seinfeld literally just like helps you tag a joke? You thought I might be good enough at this. I think that I remember having a moment, I don't know, it's like eight months in where I was like, I guess I'm doing this. Oh yeah. But it's always, it's weird because I never dreamed of being a comic. I mean, I still, I, honestly, when I fantasize, I fantasize about being a musician, but. I was right. Better, I'm a much better comedian than I am. <laughs> and a drummer? Yeah. I'm an amazing musician. No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, uh, I really appreciate you doing this podcast. And you st you're still doing yours. So listen to yeah. Todd's podcast. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in this episode description. I did it a long time ago and yeah. it was really fun. I was like honored you asked me. Like I was like on SNL, but I still couldn't. I was like, you know, it was just like, you look up to comics you grew up yeah. listening to. I was like, sure, I'm on SNL, but fucking Todd Barry was me on his podcast. It's so neat. Thank you, man. I know I'm going to remember a bunch of jobs and stories that I had after we say goodbye, but. Well, I think you did a great job. I mean, we learned that you taught, uh, you taught for a school for the deaf. You did yeah. not enjoy McDonald's. You were fired from Albertsons. I think we learned a lot. Chinese restaurant job. Ch oh, yeah. I got to see Rip Torn. Rip Taylor. I am never going to get that right. You know who else I can't get right? And they're very different is Jack Nicholson and Jack Nicholas. I never have <laughs> once, I, I know the difference, but I'm just like, man, Jack Nicholson really can wail that ball, huh? And they're like, what are you talking about? I don't fucking know. I'm trying to talk golf. And I, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, sure. You know, okay. So any other plugs you, you want to plug right now? Uh, just my, when is this going up? It's not going up right now. Um, yeah, not right now. I'm 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 headed out on the road. I got like since there's no gigs, I've just been camping. I'm go I'm going. I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Wyoming for a while. Just to how are you getting there? Fine. Drive. It's only it's 16 hours to the Grand Tetons from Los Angeles. It's like so much closer than I thought. So you and your girl are getting in a car and. Well, I'm going to go, she has like, she has an intense like work acting thing uh, that she has to get ready for. And um, so I got like two weeks where I don't really need to be anywhere except for, you know, thinking of ideas. So I'm just going to head out solo. Wow. But I like doing that. That's like what I, that's like what I like to do. And you're going to camp? You're going to camp? Yeah, you just camp along the way. You just stay at, you know, there's, 
uh, like Utah and Wyoming and Montana are great for, it's called Bureau of Land Management. And you just, you don't need uh, to pay or there's no sites. You just, you just pull into wherever and you set up. It's great. I could, no way would I, I would, I would be hotels all the way. But. <laughs> you, all well, right, I, yeah. Well, I know that you're, um, so, but any, anything you want to plug, just your podcast and then that your yeah. mail? Like Twitter, Todd Barry, whatever. Yeah, well, I'll put a link to that in this episode description. I know you're a huge listener and you listen to every episode. So you obviously know that I always take the, uh, have the guests uh, take us out of the episode. Oh, really? I didn't know that. What's it? It's called, uh, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, uh, hope you enjoyed my, uh, my appearance on Entry Level. I had a little scruffy throat for a while. I don't know why that happened. But uh, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, listen, to this ep- listen to another episode of this same podcast.